0: all right welcome to day four of up level your online business this is our special podcast series where we are going to spend the entire week focused on increasing your income expanding your impact and improving your life as an entrepreneur Every day this week, I'm going to talk you through one of the six essential elements of online business success, and my hope is that by the end of this whole week, that you are going to have a comprehensive understanding of what it's actually going to take to get your business from where it is right now to where you really want it to be. I'm so excited about this, so let's get to it. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is your content. Now, when I was originally identifying these six essential elements of online business, I termed this section, this element as your audience. But I think that it's actually better described by the word content because content is what we are going to use to attract and engage the audience that we hope will turn into customers, right? So the focus of this element really is the content that you're putting out. Um, and we are going to focus primarily on talking about social media because I know that that's where most of you are producing your content. But these principles that we're talking about can also be applied to longer form versions of content like podcasts and YouTube videos and things like that. And I'll make a little note about how to apply these concepts to that as well. I know that you already know that social media can be incredibly powerful when it comes to reaching more people and sort of increasing your online presence and attracting people to your business. But I think still a lot of online business owners are just kind of showing up on social without intention. And because of the nature of social media marketing now, where we have this extremely fast paced, high demand video focused environment, I think people are getting burnt out. So what I hope to offer you is a bit of insight into, first of all, why you need a content strategy, what mine looks like and how to implement it. Okay. So our episodes have been running a little bit longer than I intended them to. So I'm going to try my best to keep this one tight for you, but we'll see. This is a big topic and it's juicy and exciting. So As I said, social media is an incredibly powerful tool. It's also a very frustrating tool. It's free. And I think that we can all have a lot of gratitude for that. You know, businesses that were running even 10 years ago did not have the ability to reach people that we do now, right? Now anybody can hop on and create an account on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, even I'm seeing a bit of a resurgence of Facebook groups recently. And we have the ability to reach hundreds of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people with our content in order to grow our business. And, and that is incredible it's also very frustrating because there are so many people trying to do that, right? And there's so much conflicting advice out there. And I think also we just need to pause and talk about the fact that the people who have the easiest time growing on social media in the business space are people who talk about how to grow on social media. So let's just kind of like address the elephant in the room here. If you teach reels, your reels are going to do better than somebody that doesn't teach reels. If you teach how to grow on Instagram, your Instagram content is going to do better. If you teach how to grow on TikTok, your TikTok content is going to do better because every other business owner is struggling with growing, is struggling with converting on these platforms, right? So when you are following advice from somebody that's doing that and you're not seeing the results that they're seeing, I just want to Temper your expectations a little bit, and and really draw attention to the fact that like this is kind of like the new MLM, right? (laughs) Like teaching teaching how to grow on social media so that you can grow on social media, and that ends up being your business when it wasn't to begin with, is like a it's just such a big thing now, and people blowing up on social media for like unrelated reasons, and then. All of a sudden branding themselves as social media experts or business coaches or whatever it may be is also something that's happening a lot. And I think that's really sketchy because this person, just because somebody goes viral, it doesn't mean they know what they're talking about, right? And so I think you need to be really discerning. There are plenty of fantastic social media experts who have grown huge followings But they have always been social media experts in, you know, in this capacity online. And so they have a lot of value to share and they have a big following. So just maybe if you're looking for somebody online that has, um, has a massive following and that is a, you know, a marker that you want to use to follow their advice, make sure that they're somebody that has kind of been in this space for long enough. And it's not somebody that has just gone viral and subsequently decided that they want to capitalize on that. Okay. Because there's a real difference in the substance that those people can offer you. Okay. What I can offer you as someone who doesn't really go viral, I have a couple times on TikTok, but um, I've never gone viral on Instagram and yet I've sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of services and products on Instagram. And the reason that I have been able to do that is because I have a bang-in content strategy. And whether I execute it perfectly or imperfectly, it continues to work for me and it continues to work for my clients. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So my personal content marketing framework essentially exists on the basis of two principles. The first principle is that entrepreneurs and businesses in general exist to solve problems. Therefore content that effectively markets that business solves problems. And that is a blanket statement that we're going to dig into a little bit. Because it's not quite that simple, but we're going to peel back the layers a bit there. The second principle is that effective content has a purpose. So every piece of content that you create for your business should have a purpose or a job to do. And this is something that is lacking in so much content that businesses put out there. Because there is this feeling that you need to post, there is this pressure to post and to create content in this high speed, fast paced content climate. And the posts are just, you know, you, you'll be scrolling through your Reels feed and you see a trend. So you copy it, you know, you post your, your version of the trend, you see those constant trending audio updates and you feel pressure to use that audio. And so you create a piece of content for it. That is a recipe for burnout. And I'm not to suggest that I never do that. Sometimes I absolutely do, but it's as a like bonus to my strategy. It's not, I'm not relying on those spur of the moment pieces of content for my marketing. Okay. And the nice thing about having a strategy and posting with a purpose is that every piece of content that you post has a job to do. And it's also just kind of a cog in the wheel you're not relying on any single piece of content or putting pressure on any single post to sort of catapult you into viral fame and blow your business up, right? You are creating content strategically and all of that content is working together to achieve the goals that you have identified for your business, right? So different pieces of content and different formats of content have different jobs to do, right? So my content framework has been essentially the same since I started in my business. And unfortunately, this is something that has been copied many times by people who have purchased my products and and worked with me. But years and years ago, I started teaching my content framework as viral, vulnerable, and valuable content, the three V's of content. And that was pre-video, pre-reels, pre-TikTok. And I have seen that replicated by so many people now, but it, it it works, it really does work. And there's a reason that I keep coming back to it and I have adapted it for the now video first fast paced content climate that we're in. So in my stand store, which is the link in bio on my Instagram, you can go and you can download what I call the content matrix. And the content matrix will show you exactly how all of this is laid out and how it works. But essentially my content strategy is to use a combination of viral, valuable, and vulnerable content to identify problems. So identify problems that my offers solve. Again, this is why we start with offers, okay? Everything starts with offers. All of your content comes back to what you're actually selling and that's what makes it effective. That was That's what gives it a purpose, right? So I identify problems based on what I'm promoting I illustrate the cost of not solving and the benefit of solving those problems, again, based on what I'm selling at the time. And I showcase the solution and the outcome and the benefits and all of that kind of stuff, again, based on what I'm selling. So go and download that freebie. I'm not going to walk you through the whole matrix. I've done episodes on it previously. um, But go and download that freebie if you have no idea what I'm talking about, because it's literally laid out in a grid for you. And you can just take a look and you will understand it right away. But. Doing my content like this means that every single time I put something out, it is moving my customer or my audience member kind of along the customer journey that I have decided I want them to go on, right? So when I'm promoting something, I start by spending some time on identifying the problems that 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 offer solves, right? And I create different types of content. In different formats that all identify the problem. And by using the viral, valuable and vulnerable method, I can create content that is very shareable, that is intended to reach lots of people and get um, get a lot of engagement. I can create content that is vulnerable, meaning not that I'm being vulnerable necessarily. Sometimes it does, but typically it's not me being vulnerable. It's me expressing and showing empathy and understanding for what the person that I'm trying to help is going through, right? And so that content gets less front-facing engagement. But it creates lots of conversations, gets lots of saves, things like that, right? So that content is really showing the person that's following me, like, I get it. And maybe they don't want to publicly identify with what I've shared. So that's why the front facing engagement is often lower on vulnerable content. But they're looking, they're watching, they're seeing it, and they're understanding that I understand, which is a really important piece of the overall sales process. And it builds a lot of trust and nurtures people very quickly when you're able to demonstrate that empathy and understanding. And then obviously valuable content is exactly what it sounds like. So this is where you're demonstrating knowledge, expertise, um, you know, the ability to help things like that. Right. So, and that's not necessarily in-depth teaching content. I don't do a lot of that outside of my podcast, Um, but you'll notice my short form videos. I don't do a lot of actual teaching. I do a lot of demonstrating knowledge, which is a little bit different. Okay. So my content follows that framework and the way that I teach content to my client follows that framework, right? So they're always, we're always using a strategy and the strategy is to use a mix of content that attracts attention. It brings new people in, it creates connection and nurtures the people that are already there. And then it also encourages action from the people who have come along for the ride that are in the audience. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing that you need to keep in mind with your content is paying attention to what formats of content work best for you. So what works best for me and what works best for you are going to be two different things. And this is why, again, why we don't want to be following exactly what somebody else is doing. We want to be looking at what's working for our business and what is connecting with our audience, right? So... For me, I find that reels and then written carousel posts are the most effective, followed closely by like meme style posts where I'm kind of showing my sense of humor and creating sort of like relatable, like entrepreneur content, right? Or mom content or whatever it is. Um, but reels get the most reach, which is going to be across the board for most of you on Instagram. But written carousel posts where I can demonstrate a depth of knowledge or understanding on a certain topic are close behind in terms of overall reach because they get more engagement. And then in terms of getting sort of like shares and overall boosting the engagement of my account, I find funny or relatable posts that I do in the form of memes to be kind of the next best there you're going to have to see what works best for you so i don't do a lot of facebook lives i don't find them particular not facebook lives wow aging myself i don't do a lot of instagram lives because i don't find them particularly beneficial for my business now i've never been particularly consistent with them so again if you can be super consistent with lives they can be fantastic but that's going to depend on you and your business right my business is not a benchmark for what exactly what you need to do for content. Some people have businesses that have really fantastic SEO because they blog all the time or they used to blog all the time. And so they get tons of traffic to their website. Maybe they use, you know, Pinterest to increase that. Maybe they have Google ads or whatever to increase that. But when we're talking about social media, you really just want to pay attention to different post formats and what is working best for you. For me, I use social media and I use my podcast. I love my podcast for creating long form content and having, um, having a place where you're actually taking the time to sit and, and listen and connect with me for a little bit longer than, you know, like the, eight seconds that you would typically watch a reel. Um, I think it's really, I really love having this longer form place to create that deeper level connection. And it's very difficult to track actual metrics from your podcast. Like how, how do you know if it was your social media or if it was your podcast that really converted somebody in the end? I don't have, um, I don't have tags embedded in any of my podcast stuff. So I don't know that for sure, but, I know that the majority of the people that come into my programs are people who have taken the time to listen to the podcast. They like what they hear. They like my vibe. They feel sure and um, they trust that I am suitable to help them and qualified to help them. And that makes the sales process very easy. I am never in my DMs or on a sales call convincing somebody to work with me ever, ever. It, it doesn't go down like that. People inquire about working with me when they already know they want to, and that is the way that I like it, and that's because of my content, okay? And the very last consideration when it comes to your content is just making sure you're on the platforms that are most relevant to your target audience, okay? So um, if you are someone that is like a career coach, for example, you're going to want to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is significantly less important for somebody like me who is really working with online business owners on their organic marketing. So I do have a LinkedIn profile and we are going to put a little bit more attention into it over the next year or so, but it's not a source of leads for me because I am really speaking to people who are out there trying to promote their businesses on social media and maybe having a bit of a hard time with it, right? I'm I'm the organic marketing queen. So this is Like that's where my people are and that's where I focus most of my attention accordingly. Okay. So just make sure that you're paying attention to where your people are and you're showing up on the platforms that make the most sense for them. Um, for a while there, it really felt like Instagram was circling the drain, but I do think that they have righted themselves a little bit. And I think we're going to continue to see the platform kind of grow and be really impactful for business owners. TikTok is great for reach and growth. Um, I found it very easy to grow on TikTok when I was putting my attention there. And I do plan to get back to TikTok this year and start producing content there regularly. But I find that Instagram is still where the sales go down for me. So TikTok is always going to be a place that I use to get reach, to get in front of new people, and then invite them to come and follow me on Instagram, invite them to come and listen to the podcast, try to get them on my email list. Because for me, TikTok wasn't somewhere that I felt like was directly converting. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Okay. So tomorrow we will be back and we will be talking about your funnel, which is the F word that everybody wants to say. And nobody seems to actually understand. So we're going to dig into that tomorrow. And we're going to talk about what a funnel is, what it is not, and what to look for in yours so that you can make sure that you are not losing sales and losing leads because of a leaky funnel. All right, I'll see you then.